Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. we got a couple guests, and we're going to start it out today with National Comedy Center Executive Director, Journey Gunderson, we got lots to talk about, lots going on over there. We're going to talk, uh, I mean, this year's Lucille Ball Comedy Fest coming up. They got the Joan Rivers uh, Career Archive coming to the Comedy Center. There's a lot to talk to. Who better to talk to than Journey? Journey, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. You know, how is uh, how has summer been at the Comedy Center so far? Summer has been dynamite at the Comedy Center. We have so much momentum uh, coming off of some major press moments for the organization and for Jamestown over the course of the last year and the the winter season. And so I think that's led to a great deal of uh, new admissions and attendance from all over the country. Uh, And one of the things that I think is probably most unique and exciting this year, and one of my favorite distinctions that the National Comedy Center has gotten is that uh, U.S. News and World Report put the National Comedy Center in Jamestown on its list of the top 25 family weekend getaways in the country. So that's a family-oriented distinction. And we now join a list that includes Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's huge. It's absolutely huge for Jamestown and for the National Comedy Center. And uh, to celebrate that, we decided that this summer, the summer of 2023, we would make the National Comedy Center free to kids and teens and to make it more accessible to families and to help get the word out that this is, well, it's not a children's museum, uh, very kid friendly and very important for kids and teens to enjoy. And, and uh, my kids are seven, five and three and would hang out all day there if I let them. So uh, Schultz Auto Group actually stepped up uh, working with Tim and Jillian Schultz there to underwrite this. So as a generous uh, donor of the Comedy Center, uh, the Schultz Auto Group wanted to make it more accessible to kids and teens and families. And so they're sort of uh, supporting this initiative. Nice, nice. I, I assume then you're seeing a, uh, with that admission, definitely probably seeing an influx of families more than just maybe adult couples. I'm sure, I'm sure you're seeing more kids this summer than usual. Yes, yes. And I think that it has led to uh, an increase of the use of the whoopee cushion bench, if I may. <laughs> Uh, so, you, I mean, it's, it's so fun throughout the whole museum, whether it's the blue room, the uncensored level, which is the boundary pushing explicit material down in the lower level of the museum where there aren't kids or whether it's on the main floor, uh, on the fart bench or in the props exhibit where people are putting rubber chickens and tomatoes on a table, uh, and turning those props to see the use of those props in clip form throughout comedy history in all of those areas. It's so great to just be hearing ambient laughter. I mean, there's nothing better than hearing people laugh. And now, especially a few more 
kids laughing. Um, and you know, farts are never not funny. So you're hearing that all day. <laughs> very, very nice. You know, more, uh, more great stuff coming to the comedy center. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, it was recently announced. You have Joan Rivers career archive. That's going to be making its new home at the national comedy center. Like, tell us a bit about what are in those archives. Like what will we find? What, what is, what does that kind of entail for uh, people who can come there and see the uh, career archive? Well, the country has never had a national archive dedicated to its material comedic heritage until now. And we are filling that role. And among the crown jewels of comedy that exist on this planet Earth uh, is certainly the legendary Joan Rivers joke file. It contains 65,000 typewritten jokes, organized, yeah, organized, categorized, cross-referenced in a file cabinet that is massive. And it is all being preserved by the National Comedy Center, which will allow us to build an amazing exploration of not just Joan Rivers' craft and her approach to uh, the craft, um, her level of work ethic and precision, but it also is this amazing trajectory through comedy history that spans and through our cultural history that spans the 1950s through 2014. You know, what was funny and what was, you know, so just an example of that that always stands out to me in this particular archive. You know, she had hundreds of jokes. I think it's like 347 jokes on the topic of being in her uh, 20s and unmarried. Now, today, that wouldn't be a joke that a new comedian would probably make. Um, but in the 1950s and 60s, that was a plight for women, you know, this this perception that that was some kind of failure. So it's a fascinating look at what was funny when and why. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really cool, like you said. I mean, going through those decades and seeing all that. Is there Has there been a date announced for when the archives will be on display? Or you just got to kind of – should we just kind of keep an eye out for that? That's coming in the future. Uh, 2025 is the goal and you know to do it right we need that much time because uh again it's sixty-five thousand jokes but uh i mean it's and but the good news is we have experience in this so one of the things we've been lauded for is how unlike some museums it's not just stuff in glass cases that you can't really engage with because we figured what's the point if you can't engage with the subject matter and make it interesting so when we uh worked with tens of thousands of scraps of paper which were George Carlin's joke notes and his joke files, whether it was bar napkins or hotel stationery, uh, his little tiny scraps of paper it organized in Ziploc baggies. Uh, that was his process. We already have experience digitizing and processing it and building an interactive software-based exhibit that allows people to explore that in a way that's really fun. Now, you know, kind of going off that, I'm always kind of interested in this with, uh, I mean, places like the Comedy Center, and I'm sure it varies from exhibit to exhibit, but, like, I don't think people think about the how long that takes behind the scenes. I mean, on average, if there is one, like, how long before the public sees an exhibit are you working on that? I would assume some of those, I mean, the initial idea and in getting it started may be a year or two before we ever, the public, even get to see it. Yes, and as you know, we're a nonprofit that survives based on admissions through the door and donations, so... And, and, you know, we're doing this important work that, you know, we believe is important uh, to our culture and to our history before it's forgotten. So we have a limited team. You know, we have a, a, a fantastic archives department. And so in the examples of Carl Reiner, uh, George Carlin, and now Joan Rivers, it's at least 12 to 19 months. Uh, and 
and there are people sort of working day after day on it. You know, the first step being the preservation, making sure all the materials are actually safe and stored appropriately. Um, but then balancing that with presentation and how we can safely allow people to engage with it. And we always look for what's the most important thing to glean from the story if you're a visitor. So in the case of Carl Reiner, you know, 70 boxes of material that came out of his home and, and you know, that spans his career. One of the most important stories that now visitors enjoy at the Comedy Center at his exhibit, which was profiled on CBS Sunday morning. I mentioned at the top of this interview, we had some big press moments for Jamestown this year. CBS Sunday morning came and uh, uh, interviewed the Reiner family and taped the ribbon cutting with Rob Reiner, Lucas and Annie Reiner here in town. Um, but that exhibit, you're not just learning about Carl Reiner and his contribution to comedy. It's through a lens of him being really one of the greatest collaborators in comedy history. So you're enjoying parts of his uh, career history, including collaborations with Steve Martin, films like The Jerk, where you're seeing his handwritten notes in the margins of the script and the, uh, the glasses used. Uh, but it's also his collaborations with Mel Brooks, Dick Van Dyke, Sid Caesar on your show of shows, um, Mary Tyler Moore. So what more fun can there be than sort of enjoying a look back at uh, some of the greatest content in our comedy uh, cultural fabric? Oh, totally. And amazing to have that again. I mean, like you say, bringing that here to Jamestown. I mean, really cool that that is in our uh, right in our backyard. I want to you know, I definitely want to talk to you before we let you go here. I mean, one of the biggest events of the summer in the area, obviously, being the Lucille Ball Comedy Fest. You know, the Comedy Center plays a huge role in all of that, obviously. What do you have lined up for this year's festival? I mean, we got that. It's, it's coming fast. It's not it's going to be here very soon. I mean, what can people kind of uh, expect from this year's Comedy Fest? Well, it's an amazing lineup because we were able to secure two record-breaking comedians. In terms of records broken in 2022, stand-up comedy ticket sales, uh, Taylor Tomlinson and Gabe Fluffy Iglesias topped that list. So Gabe, of course, is a legend uh, who has done things like sell out Dodger Stadium in L.A. twice, which wow. is more than the population here. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> what he's done. And then Taylor Tomlinson, she is breaking ticket sale records at venues in cities all over the country that were set by the likes of Jerry Seinfeld. So wow. there is not a voice. There is not a voice in the stand-up scene today that is rising faster or is as hot as Taylor Tomlinson. And she's just hilarious. I mean, go on Netflix, see her quarter life crisis special, for example. She's had another since then, but she's fantastic. And then my, my annual favorite show of the festival that everybody should see, and I recommend to everybody I know, is the stand-up showcase. And that's the Saturday night of the festival. And you just cannot go wrong because we, we sort of curate the best of the club talent from coast to coast, uh, comedians who have had late night credits um, and are very experienced and hilarious, uh, grace the stage. And it's a, an awesome variety. So there's a free kids comedy show. Um, one of the special things that we'll be doing is actually cutting the ribbon on a theater within the National Comedy Center Museum with uh, George Schlatter, who is the creator of Laugh-In. And just an amazing, he's also the creator of the American Comedy Awards. He and Jolene Branschlaughter are coming to town uh, to cut the ribbon on the theater that we are naming in their honor. They are generous donors of the Comedy Center. And that theater, if your listeners have not yet been, um, has since the last August 
hosted the Johnny Carson Immersive Experience, where we were able to get Jimmy Fallon to serve as hologram host. Uh, and you look back at uh, Johnny Carson's 30 years as the reigning king of late night, uh, interviews with Mel Brooks, Bette Midler, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Jay Leno, Byron Allen, and more. Uh, and now that exhibit, I'm sorry, that theater will have more stories within it, including that of the incredible legacy of George and Jolene Brand Schlaughter, uh, the history of Laugh-In, the American Comedy Awards, and so much more. So there are, you know, a thousand reasons to get to the National Comedy Center right now. Nice. Very nice. Yes, lots. We I feel like we've told them a lot. People go online. You know, if you need if you need a refresher, find the Comedy Center online and uh, yeah, make sure you get out there soon. I mean, Journey, before we let you go, any anything else before we close this out? Uh, just that it's uh, it's something for everyone. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I can't emphasize that point enough. When you, if, if you don't want to take my word for it, go read the visitor reviews on any platform, whether it's Google, Facebook, TripAdvisor. And it's really cool because you're seeing people shocked at sort of what they experience. There are people who say, it's like someone curated comedy's greatest hits of all time and built interactive roller coaster level museums in terms of the interactivity about it. And they say, you know, I didn't expect to laugh for hours straight in a museum, but I just did. People are often shocked that you could actually spend days there and not see everything. And I think what's surprising some people this year is learning that it actually is so kid friendly. Um, we actually have a visitor map designed just for families with kids. So when you arrive, if you have kids with you, we give you your own map that points out the most kid friendly exhibits and the ones that we know they love. My son had his second grade birthday party there, and you have not laughed harder than when you see, you know, 22nd graders crammed into a green screen studio booth with a green screen behind them, and they're doing Saturday Night Live's Cool Guys Walk Away from Explosions. <laughs> so I mean, there's, like, there's a lot of fun to be had. Other families with kids, if they don't want to read and deliver the lines on the teleprompter to get into the scene, they'll take a mallet to the head and have birds chirp around them or you can even take a pie to the face and it's so fun to see intergenerational play between you know parents and kids or grandparents and kids awesome awesome i mean journey great talking to you i am uh, anthony merchant talking to journey gunderson of the national comedy center i'll be back with more for you in just a second here you are tuned in to arts on fire right here on 107.9 wrfa <laughs> 